0: Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? Real quick. Um, normally, you hear JD talk about some of this stuff. We are working on some audio issues and some upgrades that will make things better and clearer uh, right now. So it's just going to be me. But Chest Thumper Outdoors, I browse YouTube all the time, and I love watching product reviews. You know, whether it's arrows, broadheads, bows, tree stands, saddles, whatever. Well, most of the time you watch those, and you're like, oh man, is this dude telling the truth? Let me tell you what. My buddy Trent Crumpler has a YouTube channel called Chest Thumper Outdoors. This dude is extremely knowledgeable, super truthful, and everything he tells you is his own personal opinion on the product that he is testing. And sometimes it's not even an opinion. You can kind of tell, like, hey, that this is going to happen regardless of what anybody else says. And he just, he tells it like it is. And I respect him a lot for that. Um, He has been supporting the podcast for a while now. And, you know, we want to help support him. So go to Chest Thumper Outdoors on YouTube, check him out, make sure you subscribe, like his videos, comment, get to know Trent, he's an awesome guy, um, and when you do that, also go to ctoutdoors.com. and dude, look, he sells everything under the sun, he's got bows, arrows, broadheads, anything you want, go to that website, check him out, and uh, help support him, seriously, you know, he's, he's, he's a really good dude, and I am very happy we get to work with him. Um, so yeah, Chest Thumper Outdoors, check out the YouTube channel, the CT Outdoors, that's his website, go give him a check out, and hey, get you some good product. What's going on guys, welcome to episode 67 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast, and in this episode we are going to be covering everything Summit Tree Stands. Um, we get my buddy Jake from Summit on. Once again, uh, it's been about a year since Jake has been on here, and it's been about a year since we partnered up with Summit, and dude, they have got some awesome stuff that they dropped at ATA this year. Um, you've heard me talk about the new Dual Threat Pro SD tree stand, and we talk about some accessories that also came out with it, and some stuff you can add you know, to that tree stand. We talk about Jake's season, and man, it's just such a good episode. Uh, I always love getting Jake on because we get to talk about you know, my favorite tree stand company, and uh also about his life and we kind of have some stuff that you know went on this year that was in common it's, it's just a really good episode and jake's an awesome dude uh you guys have been killing it on that code so remember the code is uh sebh15 that saves you 15 percent site wide on the website and you just put that in at checkout and you get to save a little money so before we get started you know we're gonna cover all the other partners and then we'll get into it with jake so um you know, man, I got to talk about VPA. Uh, VPA, in my opinion, makes some of the best broadheads on the market. They're all uh, fixed blades. They make single bevels, uh, double bevel, three blades, small game heads, turkey heads, all that stuff, man. And they were kind enough to give us a promo code. It is uh, SEBH10, and that also saves you 10% site-wide at checkout. Um, you know, I've been using the single bevel uh, Omega and the single bevel S seven in 125 grains. And dude, I am just, I'm blown away by their performance. Honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to use anything else. Um, so go check out VPA at VPArchery.com and go pick out your new broadhead. Make sure you use that code and Hey, have a much tougher arrow and get much more penetration out of all these heads, man. I'm telling you, uh, next up is going to be OSEO gear. You know, Joe is, uh, Joe was supposed to come on next week. Um, but he is going to be out of town, so we moved his episode to sometime in March. But either way, I cannot wait to get Joe on. Um, I've been a fan of OSEO for a few years now, and I'm very happy to be part of you know, the family with them and be able to work with them and be able to get you guys a discount. Um, there's a one-time only code, and then there's a regular code. The one-time only code is SEBH, and that saves you 15% at checkout. That's site-wide. And then if you use that and you go back and buy more stuff, just use the code SBH10. And that'll save you 10% as well. Um, dude, Osseo is one of the coolest looking camo brands out there. Uh, they're much different than anybody else. And they're designed off of a predator, uh, like an owl um, feather pattern. And so it's a lot different. You don't look just like a tree up in the, in the tree. Um, I don't know. You kind of have to try it for yourself and listen to the reviews and you know, listen to our episode with Joe that we already did. And then when we do the new episode with him, listen to that too. And you'll kind of understand why Osseo is so much different than every other brand. Um, dude, Scout Tech. I just got my uh, Scout Tech, uh, what is it, the shadow camera put out uh, Friday. So the Friday before this episode drops. Went out and put it out, hooked up the new solar panel. And dude, it's working like a charm. I was so, so glad I was able to get that out because, you know, I really, really needed to. And um, there's a lot of things happening with Scout Tech. They are actually going to be sponsoring the um, second annual bow shoot in April. So me and Ryan were talking about some stuff. I think he said that they're planning on getting a camera to give away, also maybe a hat and some shirts. Um, I haven't gotten to find details yet, but once I do, I'll let you guys know. I'm really excited, man. I can't thank them enough for everything they do, and also for coming out and helping sponsor the pod, the uh, well, the podcast and the shoot. Um, it's going to be a good time. I really hope to see you guys there and y'all can talk with Ryan and everybody and figure out, you know, a little more detail about scout tech. So man, look, this, this episode is just going to be fantastic. Um, I really think you guys are going to learn a lot, you know, about, I guess the whole, the whole thing with summit, man. Um, you know, before we get into it, I kind of want to just throw it out there, you know, give all the glory to God, to Jesus Christ. There's nothing you can, nothing you can't do without him. Um, my life has changed a lot ever since I've given my life over to him. And you know, it's, it's, it's a life changer, man, really it, things do get better. And I just really want to push you guys to go read your Bible. Um, I'm telling you it's, it's almost, I almost have no words. It's just the changes that happen are just amazing. Um, so yeah, just wanted to get that out there uh, a couple more things to touch on obsession just dropped a new bow it is made from i think it's called the oh lord what is it the maglite 360 and it's got an ibo rating of 360 foot a second um dude it's it's super light it's made of some new material some new like element i guess uh that's supposed to be lighter and stronger than, than aluminum so I'm really excited to be seeing you know what comes from that. I talked with Dennis today, and he, dude, everybody's so excited. Um, there's a lot coming from Obsession, so make sure you keep your eye on them. And uh, Ace Archery uh, in Social Circle. They've got a lot of events going on. Um, I was up at the shop for a couple hours the other day with my bow, just kind of getting a new D-loop put on and retuned and everything. And um, dude, those guys are awesome. So if you're anywhere near Social Circle, go give... Go give them a visit. Go talk with Big John, Mark, um, all the guys up there. They have archery classes. They have events every, you know, every few weeks. I know they have uh, classes every Saturday, I believe. Um, just a bunch of really good guys. So shout out to them. I, I really want to start pushing their stuff too. Um, you know, as events come up with those guys, and uh, yeah, look, enough rambling on. Go read your Bible. Go shoot your bow, man. Let's get started with Jake from Summit Tree Stands. All right, guys. We got my boy Jake Nelson returning again from Summit tree stands, and you know, Jake and I have been talking a lot. He's had a great deer season, so we are definitely going to touch on that. But there's also some new stuff coming out from, or actually, it's already out from Summit that um, I'm very excited about. And you know, Jake is the perfect person to talk with. He uh, kind of gave me a little surprise. What was it? Like a month ago? About yeah. The tree stand. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, it—that that is the best tree stand I've ever, ever used. Um, it's the uh, Dual Threat Pro SD. So, you know, before we dive into it, though, and start talking all this great stuff about the brand, what, what's what been going on with you, dude? I know your season was, uh, was pretty good. You killed a really good buck. Um, and then your last sit, you know, was kind of a little different. <laughs> so... <laughs> Why don't you yeah. uh, why don't you tell us what's been going on, man? It's been a yeah. year since you've been here, so
0: yeah, ha- happy to be here. I know last time we talked, I was having a, a more difficult season. I had you know a two-year-old at home and a of I don't know when I talked to you, my wife was about to burst or we'd already had our second kid, but uh, yeah, it was hard to get out in the woods and spend time in the woods. Um, but still got a couple does last year. This year been able to now I've got you know three year old and almost one year old and uh been able to get him or my three year old out in the summer putting out corn putting out sawbox he loves digging in the dirt so uh setting up mineral sites was was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Um so that's been been really fun and kind of you know showing him the ropes just just how to get out there and scout a little bit and hike a little bit and all that. Um, and even, you know, normally I'm sitting in, in a climber yeah. most of the time, sometimes I hang on, um, so sitting with him in a ground blind or set up a, my first shooting house ever. So sitting, doing that kind of sits different, uh, not the way I like to hunt, but man, it sure is fun to, to get him out there. And, um, so yeah, had some, some encounters with some wildlife with that he got to see. So that was, that was really cool. But yeah, just just living, juggling the dad life of work and uh, <laughs> kids being sick all the time. Yep. And, uh, still trying to get out there and put an air in something when I can.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you did. You had a pretty pretty good season. You, uh, We were talking, what was it, like right before ATA, I think is when we set this whole thing up, if mm. not a little before that. And you sent me a photo of these two deer, one of which you killed. The other one did what deer usually do, and drive, that's drive us nuts. And, uh, man, that so remind me because for some reason I'm thinking he was like a big forky, but didn't he have some brow tons that got broke off?
0: Yeah. So he was at first glance, he just looks like a huge four point. Yeah. Um, but it, it looked like he had a double brow ton on one side and a single brow ton on the other that were both broke off. Okay. I mean, I, I think I didn't do the ring test, but I'm pretty sure he's still like a six point, but, um, for the area I'm hunting, he was very tall and had good mass. It was a mature deer. So I was, I was very happy to, to put him on the ground and it it was, it was a very fun hunt too, because earlier in the season and during bow season, I'd passed on a, um, uh, passed on a doe. Cause I heard something rustling around. Um, does just sitting there feeding in the afternoon and, uh, was getting later and later and later, and then right at last light, a raccoon steps out. So, to, which that was the first raccoon I'd ever shot with my bow. So that was fun, but not yeah. what I was going after, right? Um, because I, you know, heart was racing for twenty minutes hearing this thing rustle around, and then big fat coon <laughs> steps out. Um, but oh, this sit, it was uh, the wind was actually good for um a hang-on setup that i had um so already already had that ready to go and it was rifle season so i ended up actually just bringing out my 30 30 lever action Okay, um, don't have a scope on it so it's just iron sights um
1: hang on mr old school <laughs> and
0: yeah and i just i don't know for whatever reason i felt like that instead of instead of my bow for that yeah. setup and uh Went in and uh right about, it was probably 15 minutes to last light. Two does came out, one of them good size. And uh, it was getting closer to like five minutes to last light. And with iron sights, yeah, you know, and I'm in timber too. I'm not hunting a field. So it was getting to where I was like, I need to take a shot now. I could start hearing something rustling around too, but I was like, man, I bet it's a coon. <laughs> i'm not I'm not getting played like this again. I already had two doughs in the freezer, but we are, we usually eat three or four a year, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me go ahead and
1: get <laughs> punch
0: my punch my freezer tag I need <laughs> to get it done. So I uh, put a thirty thirty through her drops. Um, i I'm sitting there. I'm actually taking a picture, so I knew what time it was because she's sitting there by the feeder the other doe runs off and then that big tall fork looking buck runs in. So like two minutes after I'd shot her, I'd put him on the ground. So, um, yeah, and I'm all there with my lever action, just feeling like a cowboy slinging. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was, I've, it's, it's my first rifle that I've ever had. Like I've, shot the most deer with that rifle but with a scope on it so <laughs> that was the first time just iron sights and uh yeah, yeah. i had two on the ground and in, in like two minutes that's uh, wild, but, man. but yeah i mean he wasn't like i knew when he came in he didn't have a ton of points but i saw the yeah. height on his rack and it was like
1: it was big it was a, a big jam. deer yeah yeah that when you sent that to me i my jaw dropped because i was working it was like what 10 o'clock in the morning or something we were talking and You know, our season, it was probably a couple days, I think, after I killed my last deer. And you sent me that. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, you know, I, all right. (laughs) I was like, dang, dude. Looks like the deer I was trying to kill. Um, Because I had a big six that I was after, like all season. And that's what I was just telling you about before we got on here, um, that dropped a side. And I'm just waiting on him to shed the other side. And, of course, you know, he's holding on to it. It's a pain it's a total pain. He almost, he got sick. He probably almost died. So thank God we can feed over here. But yeah, man, when you sent me that, I was like, did you shoot his brother or his dad? What's (laughs) up, man? Like, were you in Georgia? (laughs) That's just, it was, it was crazy how much they look alike, you know? Really? Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So after your cowboy hunt, you know, up there with the 30, 30, just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. um, you had another deer that you sent me a photo of and I really want to have you tell the listeners a story on that buck because he was even bigger and you had a whole game plan. Um, I really felt like you would have killed him had you have been able to go, but unfortunately um, sick kids got in the way yeah. <laughs> you and I being dads both know how that is, man. You, you got to drop everything that happens. So like, what was that deer on the property? before
0: yeah season, he, or so the the way that this property um works is it, it and it's really just like a little 63 acre piece of private property and it holds does throughout the year and then December I start seeing some cruising um and then that's when oh, I'll service? see yeah, so and it really this year the rut was really like really all January, really? <laughs> so so we're late. Yeah, wow. and it, it's it's Alabama, so the way that um the rut map is crazy because of the way it was repopulated in the past mm-hmm. with, with yeah. deer from all over the US. Um, whatever genetics that is affects how they rut, so you can be one county over and have completely different rut timing it does it does pose some interesting opportunities because you can almost w- within the state be hunting the rut for like two two months it's great if you just go all over but it also poses just some crazy uh, it's just the unknown of like i mean if you know an area well enough then you're gonna get it down year over year but it's just kind of crazy like thinking you know a general area and you know one county over can be just completely different than uh,
1: i knew y'all's rut came in late mm -hmm. but like i didn't realize it was you know that widespread because here you know our rut i think on public it was like beginning of yeah it was beginning of november but then 15 20 minutes down the road at one of my private spots it was a week before that so like the last week of october and then at another spot where that big six was at it's the same as the public spot and i'm like dude how how a how do they know this and b why is it so different you're talking about a 50 mile radius i never would have guessed that so it's kind of like that for you guys right
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
1: wild. So, this big buck, what's the story on?
0: Uh, he's next year?
1: <laughs> Yeah, he
0: he came in and like I saw him cruise through December and I I think he made it. I I had him on camera like 6 days before the season ended, um, which which is about when I went for that last sit. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping he made it cuz if he he'll really blow up even more next year but he's the widest deer i've ever seen out there it's almost like a mule a deer looking type rag just how yeah. wide he is um but definitely the most mass that i've seen um but he he was just hanging around december started obviously chasing does like had him on camera one morning went in that afternoon like found a scrape that he had just i mean it was stanking. um so like hunt didn't see him then but saw him on camera like the next day but had we had some a little bit of a cold front come through took friday off you know right at the end of the season was all ready to go hunt uh hunt that morning and then we had kids up all night sick with both of them so yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, I uh, I spent spent my vacation day just uh, oh, man. letting my wife sleep while I <laughs> I took care of the kids because she'd been up with them all night. yeah, but then we, we did I did go after him again uh, that weekend as one one last sit and uh showed up on camera like at midnight that night. so I didn't get after him but I was sitting there, had does in front of me, had code blue. Estrus all over the place because it was my last of Raw. So I was throwing out every bottle, <laughs> every bottle I had and uh Hell, so it's it like <laughs> I had the perfect bait pile I felt like
1: yeah
0: live does and estrus all around, but it it just didn't quite pay off. Few hours off there. Jeez,
1: man. But well there's always still, next year. Yeah,
0: and I I mean still got a full freezer and one, you know, set of horns I can put on the wall this year and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the hope because that was those run ins were so close to the end of the season. Hope he he shows back around next year.
1: Yeah, man, that I I've been learning over the past three years how to pattern these deer, as far as like when the rut comes in, where they come from, all that stuff, and it, it's kind of crazy. Like so, last year on my um one of my private spots, my target buck tank, who is probably like six years old at this point, so it it's the most difficult time to hunt him, you know. And he daylighted last year on October 25th. So this year I was kind of doing a little bit of a test. I had two cameras running on this property. And of course I was at work because I didn't take off for whatever reason. I think I had a hunt planned the week after or something like that, but sure enough, man, eight 30, same exact time, but it wasn't him. It was another big buck that I'd never seen before that daylighted. And so it kind of showed me like, all right, they're, around this time is the time to really go, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've, if you've seen him and you've got him on camera, I don't see why you couldn't kill him next year unless something bigger shows up, you know, cause I've seen, I've seen some really big deer go down over in Alabama, like BJ Davis is his deer, Michael Perry. Mm. Um, I was at some gas station one time going down to Panama city like two years ago. And we just walk in, right. And just thinking, all right, I'm just going to grab some drinks. You know, it's just me and my father-in-law. I'm just going to grab some drinks and get some gas and head on. And I look up on the wall and there's this like, so you know, the uh, Missouri monarch, that buck that like goes out and then curls down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Looked like that. And so I asked the lady behind the counter, it was in a Eufaula, I think. Mm. And so I was like, Hey, what's, what's up with this deer? you like, Oh, that was killed, you know, a few miles from here. And I'm like, you, what? Like you got deer <laughs> yeah. like that? And um turns out my boss is from Ufala. And I told him, I just sent him a picture of it. He goes, where's that at? I told him. He's like, Oh yeah, man, there's giants over there all the time. So I mean, is is it kind of like so Georgia, you know, you obviously know about Seek One and all of that. In Atlanta, we have quite a few big deer. But yeah. you start getting away from there and they're there. Like there's definitely big deer around here, but I feel like it's not as many. Um, which makes sense you know pressure whatever do you kind of see that by you guys because i know bj's killed a few deer near birmingham that are pretty pretty stout but yeah i mean what what's it really like with y'all state well and
0: that's that's an interesting question too because so birmingham is like the most populated city in alabama but it's it's pretty spread out so a lot of suburbs and i'm actually living not very far from the state park and uh I got I got my son like a little dump truck tonka dump truck he can drive around we got a couple acres um yeah. and so one of the first things we it, is the dumper works and everything is powered so one of the first things we do is putting out corn in the backyard and so I put a camera on it and I mean That's
1: I'm awesome. getting
0: I'm getting bigger deer coming through my backyard than, than the ones I'm hunting somewhat but uh
1: you know what to do with that
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pro, Well, they're really only – I'm only on a couple acres, and I've got one of the bigger lots, so they're pretty much nocturnal. Mm. Um, I've seen some does during the day. Um, like, I was sitting in the tree stand. I think it was the day that I killed that doe and the buck, and mm. my wife sent me a picture of a doe walking across our backyard, and I'm oh, sitting man. up – i have sitting up, been in the tree for two hours, freezing, not seeing anything, nope. and she's she's sitting there with the two youngins from the back porch watching one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean there's there's some big deer in and around this. It, I'm in a good area for it too, though, because I'm right off the state park. So yeah. I'm gonna start knocking on some doors. Uh, that's it's what I need to do. I just there you go the the spot that I'm hunting and I've been hunting it for 12 years and it's like 40 minutes away so it's it's really easy to get to I pretty much it's almost like I own the land out there um so I get to do whatever I want and uh so it's kind of hard to pass that up when I know what they're doing I know (laughs) what what trees I like to climb that kind of thing too but but yeah there's I know there's some giants (laughs) just walking
1: in my backyard in the middle of the night sometimes dude you know what's funny about that is so my brother-in-law lives in alpharetta which is basically a suburb of atlanta it's like 30 minutes north of atlanta and that's where lee and all those guys live and where they hunt some and all of that and so he bought the house last summer and we went up there for something i forget what it was now at this point it's deer season and so I'm struggling trying to kill trike. I'm trying to kill tank. I'm trying to kill a few other deer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I maybe had one doe under my belt at this point point. and I'm over here trying you know, strategizing and stuff, trying to figure out what to do. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, I have deer in my backyard all the time. And I'm thinking, Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I know a guy who likes to hunt. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you think? And he's like, Oh no, man, I don't want to kill him. I want to watch him. I'm like, all right, whatever. No big deal. So we go over there and I'm kind of, you know, messing with him, Like, Oh, you know, can I go check out the back to see if there's any sign? Like not thinking I'm going to see anything, dude. I walk back there and he's on maybe half an acre, right? Like maybe one acre total, but his backyard's half an acre. Yeah. But the way it's set up is it's a big open field. It's got woods behind it and there's a Creek bottom. So instantly I'm like, Oh, there's probably, there's gotta be some deer here, like a big oh, buck yeah. too. and Dude, I go up to the wood line and I find four scrapes just peppered out and they're big. Like you can see the the tracks and everything just pawed out. So I go up there and I'm like, Josh, there's four scrapes. There's a big buck print. Are you sure you won't let me just try to kill one deer? And he's like, no, I really want him to stick around. Sure enough, dude. And, And the whole time we're there, right? Like we're there for like a game day or movie night or something. Right. And the whole time that we're there, I'm just looking out the window, waiting, like looking where they're gonna come from, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see a thing. So we leave, probably five o'clock. Five minutes after we left, he sends me a photo of 15 deer back there, and one of them is this giant seven. And and I'm just like, you're kidding me, really, dude? I'm struggling over here, and you've got these giant deer, (laughs) like it's crazy how they're, how they are in the, in the suburbs, man. It, and even here we have deer that walk in our yard all the time. My dog won't stop barking and I know it's deer. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, you know, and I might be a bad influence, but I think you might want to get one of them dual threat pro SDs and set it up on a tree and just lay that. Yes. One.
0: <laughs> the, there is a, there's laws in Alabama about um, you have to be so far away from, a like neighbor's confidence? structure um, okay and so and it doesn't have to be your building And in other states like you're not only allowed to shoot from your own building yeah I don't have to worry about that but it's neighboring buildings and yeah I've taken my rangefinder and I've <laughs> um, there's about there's maybe one tree in the middle of the yard that would count but the way that my neighbors have like sheds, sort of that could be construed. Um, as.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it, it would be. There's like one spot in the middle of the yard that I could do it.
1: Um, well, don't but, listen to
0: me. Yeah. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but very similar situation. So I feel your pain because, and it, this is a little bit different. Uh, my in law's place um, has, they're on like 30 acres and it's like untouched hardwood. Creek bottom. I mean, it is so nice. And then it, their neighbors has 30 acres and a huge horse pasture and, uh, they won't let me hunt it, but I did like, I've got like for Christmas, we were there, had my four year old nephew and my three year old son set up a ground blind, um, and put out a little corn, but it didn't even need to. Cause they're, I knew they were just going to be out there yeah. and they're all excited for Christmas or it was like the day before, we weren't doing presents that morning, but everybody was up early. So I just grabbed the boys and we're, we walk out there. They got their binoculars Um and we're walking. I mean, it's, it had been pretty dry and I mean, they're crunching every leaf on the way in there. They're talking about the little Debbie's I packed them for once we get in there, uh, you know, just being loud. And I'm trying to point out, and I'm talking about like, Bedding area, like I can see the indentions where, like, a group of like six had been bedded down. Oh, There's wow, scrapes, man. rubs, because it's it's December, so that I all the sign was already there because they'd already started all that up. Um, we get into the blind, and I've already seen, I can already see turkeys in the field. It's we're probably at uh at sunup, so I mean, I can I can see pretty good in the horse pasture. I can see turkeys in the field, so I've already pointed that out to them. I get them in there, and there was about 10 turkeys, a coyote, and four deer. And the coyote was starting to harass the turkeys, and the turkeys were just flying up back to the roost. And But because everything was focused on that coyote, they didn't even notice us slipping in there. So oh, wow. we got in the blind, and I'm like, kids, y'all better enjoy this because I've been hunting my butt off and this is the most
1: yeah I've seen
0: this most is animals like most I've seen, I've seen. Um, that's crazy. but it was and then eventually the coyote disappeared they got to see him all I mean they're all cackling and flying down Um, and I'm sitting there trying to make sure my kids like looking at it I look down and he's got the binoculars the wrong way <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> Like all right, yeah, let's flip those around. Uh, but that was uh, that was a a very cool, uh, you know, experience I had with with the kids because I don't think either of them had like seen that much wildlife. And the turkeys came over to us; they got a good a good look at them. But yeah, I I took them back up after it was pretty cool. They got I took them up after about half hour, and I came back down. And, yeah, I'm just sitting there like, man, I want to. But, I mean, no real big antlers showed up, but I was still
1: like (laughs) It's still cool to see them,
0: dude. Oh, yeah. I love watching them.
1: Yeah. Well, and so we were up there, again, same same place my brother-in-law's place, uh, for the Super Bowl. And I asked him, I was like, hey, have you been putting feet out? And he's like, no, I stopped because, you know, it's winter time. And I'm like, that's – what? Like it's the best time to put it out, dude. They have nothing else to eat. I mean, they have food, but – you're going to have more deer around if you do that. And he was like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's the whole point." So he put out a couple bags or a couple piles um with my daughter and she was so excited. She wants to go hunting this year like actually kill something. Um so I'm trying to get her set up with the crossbow. And so she goes out there and she's all, you know, wired up or whatever. And I tell her and it's it's kind of weird. I don't know if you do this like with your family or friends or whatever, but when I was there, I said to them, I'm like, all right, look, you put this food out, 5.30, you're going to have deer back there. We just went about the day. Everything was cool. I looked at the clock. It was 5.25, and I looked, I peek my head out. Dude, I see this doe come walking up. I'm like, oh, see, told you. There's a doe. And then I go around, and I look out the big window. Dude, there's like 20 deer out there, and they're all jumping around, playing. There was one little year-and-a-half-old buck that was beating up on everybody. And I, I just was like, see, this right here, even though deer season's over here, um, it's just fun to watch, yeah. you know? And, like, I can't lie, when when I was watching them, my eyes kept going to that sweet spot. <laughs> like, I'm watching them run, they stop, and I'm like, all right, right there. That's mm-hmm. where you can shoot them. Like, I couldn't – you can't really stop it. You can't get it out of your head, but they are fun to watch. So, I don't know. I'm going to work on them. We'll see. We'll see if I can't get some, get some permission up there next year. But – right so i want to switch gears a little bit and i'm very excited to talk about this for 2024 summit has dropped a new tree stand Mm -hmm. best tree stand i think i've ever sat in i love it it's awesome there's so many things about it but i would butcher it if i explained it if you listen to the entrance i butcher it every single time (laughs) so why don't you tell us about this new dual threat pro SD, man? Like where did, where did the idea come from? How long did it take y'all to design it? Um, And what's, I guess, what's the reason people should look at that climber as opposed to others?
0: Well, I'm glad, uh glad to hear you say that. Cause I, I feel the same way. I mean, this is, I've been hunting out of it all season this year and I, I love it. Um There's been, similar designs in the past that summit even had um a different version but the the real idea behind this was to get a sit stands open front climber um and then on top of that where this one goes above and beyond any other design that's been out there is to then op- also have it versatile enough to be optimized for rifle hunting as well so you know open front really geared <clears throat> geared around a bow hunting experience um where you you know it's just like sitting in a hang on nothing in front of you um full full clearance for your limbs to um for a sit for a seating shot or a standing shot um the real key thing with this it can all the seat can also drop down and the bar the adjustable front bar up top that you use for uh up front that you used for sit stand climbing can flip up and acts like a built-in gun rest too. So So yeah, and also beefed it up to a 350 pound weight rating. So in terms of open front climbers, um, it really gets you the sit stand climbing mode instead of a hand climber um, and that 350 pound weight rating that really just isn't available um, in any other kind of open front climber. So it really gives uh, a great bow hunting option. That's just, you know, not available in, in those, those methods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, so I texted you back in, gosh, dude, it had to have been like December or something. Cause I was planning, you know, I've been running that old summit of mine for four years now, five years. And at first, cause it, it's got like that detachable bar and at first, dude, I couldn't, I tried one time to climb without it. Like I took it out and I'm like, all right. Cause I had the same idea. It's like, man, I don't really want to stand up and maybe hit my limb or hit my cam or something like that. So I took it off. And this was (laughs) kind of embarrassed to say it. This was last year. Um, and I went on public and I was scared of heights then still kind of am a little bit, but not, not as bad as I used to be. And I get in this
0: tree. Do you know what is a healthy fear?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, preservation of life. I feel like it's yeah. a little important. But um, yeah, man. So I get in the tree, and it's the first time I've ever used this climber without that bar, and it's stupid because that bar is not gonna stop me if I fall. But I also, like an idiot, didn't have my harness on. I don't know why. I, I really cannot tell you why I didn't put it on because I've never hunted without it since then. But for some dumb reason, I just walk in. and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be fine dude, I get in this tree stand or in the tree and I'm maybe 15 foot up. And it's the first time that I have been in a tree stand in over a year. So I look down and I'm like, Oh crap. I, that looks pretty high and I don't have a bar behind me. (laughs) So anyway, put the bar back on and it it really, it kind of made me start thinking like, you know, what if somebody made something like that? Like, the dual threat pro um because you know i only bow hunt and yeah okay you can set it up where that bar is not in the way but it's nice to be able to have the adjustability like if my you know say five six seven years from now tiffany wants to use it and she's gonna crossbow hunt because she can't pull a bow back enough or or whatever the situation is she can just go up in there and then set that crossbow up and she's and she's fine um so when when I texted you in, in December and was like, Hey man, you know, I really, I'm going to, I'm planning on upgrading. Um, you know, what's up with that open shot. And you're like, just wait, that's all you said to me, just wait. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. What's up? Like, what's, what's, what's the T, dude, tell me the T." And you're like, I can't say anything, but just, just wait, wait for ATA and and we'll talk. And I was like, okay. And then, um, yeah, man, you sent me the the whole, the whole thing. And I was just like, Wow. It's it's almost like y'all read my mind, you know? <laughs> and I think I, I want to say I saw a comment or maybe a post that you guys put on the Instagram page. And the question was basically what I just asked you, like, where did this idea come from? And there was a comment on there that said something about, you know, an adjustable bar on a tree stand. Mm-hmm. And I mean, see, that, that tells me that you guys pay attention to what the consumer wants. Y'all actually listen you know not a lot of companies will do that these days so yeah. i mean ah, dude yeah, i'm excited like i wish i could have seen this thing before deer season <laughs> so i could have yeah. used it but and so. and even
0: for you like just bow hunting it i mean really one of the best things about it is versatility mm-hmm. um for having it's be very optimized for bow hunting very optimized also for rifle hunting but it, it does a great job of both. It's not just good at one or the other. Yep. Um, and so the seat, I added um, two new buckles right under the middle of the seat, which is just a new attachment point. So it still has the same buckles as the, your regular Summit seat, you know, that can drop it, you know, pretty low down in your seat frame or get you pretty, you know, kind of high and this um, these new buckles get you sitting flush with the frame so you're sitting up nice and high so even the uh, the diagonal uprights of the frame are not in your way at all uh and for me that seat is just as about as comfortable as it gets i mean i like it better than any hang on the open shot still a great option and it, it sheds weight compared to this design. But for me, this, this design is just where comfort is at. And then, um, so instead of having the bar, that front bar tucked up under you, you can drop that seat down, flip the bar up. Um, and you got your built in rifle rest ready for rifle season. And so awesome. I used it this season. I tried, I shot a doe with my bow and then was over, not probably not that far from you up in Georgia shot a doe with a rifle um and that was my first two to this season so I I I got it done both ways uh and it it really is a great option for that
1: yeah what uh what part of Georgia were you in
0: uh I cannot remember the town name we were actually shooting the video for the dual threat um but it's it's up near
1: start of the mountain area over Uh, there okay was it maybe like – was it close to the Alabama border?
0: It, no, it was like almost north of Atlanta. or It was north of Atlanta, northwest a little bit, I think. Was
1: it was like Helen or LJ or something like that? hey guys real quick uh jd will be returning to these parts of the ads but right now we're working on getting a little bit better quality in the ads so i am going to be running them for the next couple weeks or so uh this one dude nose down nose down sense is by far one of the best scent companies on the market uh i used their scents all season this year and had great success my favorite one was the tarsal i think it's called extreme tarsal um dude I'll tell you what. I've used some other scents before. It's been great. Uh, you know, I have had success with other stuff, but this one, nose down, just covers you from head to toe, man. They've got cover scents. They've got uh, scents you would use in like your scrape. They've got attractant scents. They even have rubs and seasonings for the meat that you kill. I mean, guys, come on. Are you really out there just making your deer meat with no seasoning? I mean, if you are, hey, that's fine. But. I've used Nosedown down seasoning since we partnered up with them and it is awesome. They have apparel. Uh, they have you know hats, they have stickers they have everything you know scent related that you would want and I really think you guys should give them a try. So if you want to go to nosedownscents.com, check out everything they have, get some of the kits. I know deer season's out but that doesn't mean you can't get some stuff or at least make a list of some stuff that you want to use for next season. Uh, I like to get my scrapes out early you know, usually around like July, at least get some sort of scent in there. Um, you know, just to basically get the deer thinking, Hey, there's a deer in here. I'm going to keep coming back to this spot. And then once it starts ramping up, you can use the dough and heat, you can use the tarsal stuff. They have uh, pure scents, They have synthetic scents. Like I said, guys, they have everything covered. So go check out nosedownsense.com. Um, Once you get to checkout, use our promo code SEBH15 and that saves you 15% on anything on their website. Look guys, I'm a huge fan of them. I think you guys will be too. Let's get back to the episode. Are you looking for arrows that hit the mark every time? Look no further than Nimrod Archery. With Nimrod Archery, you get precision craftsmanship. And look, man, these arrows are meticulously handcrafted by skilled archery experts. Experts. (laughs) Wish I could talk, y'all. Ensuring top-notch quality and accuracy. With cutting-edge technology, they combine tried-and-true archery techniques with top-of-the-line materials, giving you arrows that fly more accurately and provide a stronger arrow than most competitors. With high-quality proprietary carbon fiber, With a 0-90 to lamination for consistent spine and weighted shaft paired with steel or titanium components, every order comes with steel field points and each arrow is spinal line and squared. Lastly, each arrow is fletched from the same jig for exact fletching consistency. Unrivaled customization? Man, look, at Nimrod Archery, they believe every archer is unique. That's why they offer a wide range of customization options, allowing you to create arrows that specifically suit your style and preferences. You'll also get custom wraps for business partners. And man, look, if you just like an arrow with a really cool looking wrap, they can do that for you too. Um, If you have any questions, they have expert advice. Their team of passionate archers is always ready to provide personalized guidance and recommendations, ensuring you find the perfect arrows for your skill level and setup. Join the Nimrod Archery family today and take your archery experience to the next level. Jay or something like that.
0: Yeah. I think it was over near hell. Yeah. Dang, so it, no, it
1: was, yeah. I think one of the closest towns was that L of J or God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We go up there all the time, man. And that's a place. So like, that's one thing that I actually, um, was really excited about with this new tree stand is that older one. When I shot that doe back in January, you know, I just started hunting ridges like before that, you know, and I'm talking steep ridges, like if you saw this property that I'm on, you would never think that there is a 400 foot drop about a quarter mile behind it. Yeah. And um, you know, that old tree stand was good, but like, I just didn't feel as, I'm not going to say safe. I, I didn't feel as comfortable and maybe it's cause it's old. I don't know. But I feel like now, you know, with this new stand, it's going to be a complete game changer because seriously, dude, it, I mean, I, I can't thank you guys enough. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like it, it is literally, you know, cause what's funny is when I, when I hit you up about the open shot, my biggest concern was the open face. I, that's, I needed that because a lot of times um, you know, when, when I was hunting earlier this season, I, I had to learn, cause I just started really hunting out of a tree stand full time this past season, never hunted off the ground or I'm sorry, on the ground, Um, last year I was doing both. I hunt in the ground blind, I hunt in a tree stand, whatever. And this year I decided, I was like, I'm going to be in a tree every time I sit. I don't care. I need to learn how to do this. And the one thing that took me a while to learn was like the standing up stuff, you know, like knowing when to stand up, how not to get caught. And with the, with the, um, dual threat pro, I feel like, you know, you really don't even have to worry about that. You can stand up if you want, which I plan on, yeah. but if you wanted to sit down or say that like, you know, say you're sitting down, right. And you, you see a deer, but you kind of have to, you know, that if you stand up, they're going to see you and you just want to grab it and then pull back, you're going to be just fine if you do that. So I think what you guys did is you basically made the best of both worlds. Like you made the open shot, mix it with like the, um, what is it? What's that other one? The Viper, right? If you took those two and yeah. put them together that's what i feel like this one's like so. yeah the
0: the seat being that high up it gives you better clearance too but i also the ability just to stand up um with as little movement as possible from like compared to like a little bit of a lower seated position um because yeah the dough i shot this season with my bow i was able to easily stand up and because it's not quite as much movement but um uh, it's it's also a great seated shot option because again you don't have anything in front of you yeah. <laughs> uh, got got full clearance and I you know glad to have uh glad to give you one of those because the word of mouth stuff I mean the using this stand is really what is is so awesome about it. how comfortable it is and I can sit here and talk about the points all day, but, you know, having real user case stories out there, I think is is what's going to lead to its success. I will say it does have, um, it is in our pro series of stands. So it has the fast track accessory rail. So we've got um, a fast track bow holder, um, a hook, um, a phone holder actually that you can kind of use to self film a little bit. I always end up not fooling with it and just <laughs> putting them on the ground before I mess with before my phone. Yeah. But, um, and, uh, a rifle holder as well, um, which it's, uh, it's an accessory rail. It's just built into the extrusion on the outside of the frame. So very easy, uh, quick to drop your accessories in lock them down. Um, instead of dealing with brackets and, and all that, it's very quick. Uh, method for for getting your accessory
1: holders or your your gear holders attached dang man you beat me to it i was just about (laughs) to ask you about that (laughs) you're reading my mind again man so all right so we covered the tree stand um that's y'all's new climber are there any hang-ons that you guys are working on i know that what was it the dual axis i think is what it was last year yep um, still got the still got the dual axis. So that's
0: um, a patented design we've got for for hang on. So we've got the dual axis, which is our premium patented seat technology, um, aluminum, really good hang on stand. We also have the ledge XT, which is a steel a little bit heavier but it's got it's a big old platform big old seat comfortable hang on stand so we've we've still got those two uh, i don't
1: think options. i saw that what was it called the ledge XT? the ledge
0: xt it's it's been around a while so but okay. that's our our hang on uh options we've got the steel ledge xt and then the premium dual axis aluminum gotcha
1: uh, yeah yeah i don't think i ever saw the the ledge xt but then again, I was also kind of focused on that dual axis. So <laughs> that's probably yeah, why. It's
0: yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite get as much love because the, the dual axis is
1: is uh that, that seat pops oh, out that it's seat. pretty flashy. Yeah. Yeah, that seat's wild, man. It looks and what's crazy is it looks, you know, so different from other seats. Because a yeah. lot of these, you know, I've got um buddies that use like the Walmart stands, you know, those real tree ones. And he tells me all the time. He's like, man, I hate this seat. I'm like, well, you know, Summit's got something you might like, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, but I just, you know, I've got this one. I'm like, all right, well, when you're ready to get a good one, let me know and use the code that we have and, and you won't go back. Right. Yeah. And I explained the seat to him. So, so I guess for the people who don't know, cause I mean, I've been, you know, looking at this thing for over a year now but for the people who maybe are like oh Summit's got to hang on cuz you guys are known for being a climber tree stand company which definitely yeah you know i i've had arguments and i promise i'll get back on track but i've had arguments with buddies of mine actually a buddy of mine that lives in michigan we just had this argument like 2 weeks ago um he's a big saddle guy but before that he was a hang on guy and the argument we had was climber versus saddle now me personally I got nothing against saddles but i don't trust my life with a rope you know what i mean like i don't want to wear a diaper with a rope connected to the tree and then just kind of hang there like all right well if that falls i'm screwed and i know they're safe i'm not trying to talk crap on them but i personally like a climber more because you actually get to hold what you're you know using so right the argument that we had was mobility being able to be mobile and I know that saddle hunters can be mobile, but I mean, I'm the living example of it. Last season, we were hunting public. I was in a spot, didn't really like it. It kind of worked out where my buddy shot a deer. So we spent some time looking at that, but I went to a different spot after that. And what I had kind of noticed, cause I'd never really moved around much before this season was like, you can get down. And this is just for climbers in general. And my old one dude still had those pins in it. Like it's it's an old stand. Yeah. Um you know, y'all's new models and stuff, they don't have those pins. They've got those um God, why is it every time we talk about this I forget the name? I always forget the name of it. I wanna the call Quip-troll. it cord. It's not a cord though.
0: The quick draw um and the cables.
1: Yes, cable. Okay, okay. That's dude, sorry, my monkey brain is not working right now. Um but the thing I like about y'all's design is it's quiet. You know what I mean? So if you want to be mobile, you can do that, where on, like, the older setups, it's it's louder. You know, I've literally scared deer off. I've watched them run off, just me walking in with, like, the pins and all that stuff clanging. And I've tried to fix that, but it's 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 tough. Um, but, no, I, I push y'all's climbers to anyone that will listen because, to me, it's safer. And I just like how they look and they're quiet there's a i mean they're just made well dude like that's that's kind of the thing like i say it in every intro you know summit tree stands you know one of the best tree stand companies and they're this this and this and i'm just rattling it off and i mean it when i say it like y'all stuff is solid
0: yeah, so well, i appreciate that of course but, man well for for mobility wise like well just that trip to georgia i took this year property i'd never been to never scouted didn't have a really any hunting history mm-hmm. on it uh but was hiking around with my climber on my back scouting as I went um was able to find the area I wanted pick different uh different directions to hunt based off the wind direction mm-hmm. so mobility. I mean and was it <laughs> was able to kill a doe and I saw about six different little bucks uh it, it was they were rotten and we tested some uh some different code blue stuff too so they were coming into that scent and there were obviously does in the area too yeah. so but nothing not, i mean i think the biggest one was like a little six but successful enough to kill a deer and see a bunch of deer and yeah. in an area that never been to but was able to you know navigate yeah. Yeah. it um uh, physically navigate it as well as doing it quiet enough to not spook everything in the area off but the other thing for me is comfort and a climber a summit climber with the the seat and the size of the platforms i am just so comfortable once i get up in the air and yes you could shed some pounds and but with a uh, with saddle setups and all that but for me the grunt work of getting it out there uh, the little extra grunt work that you put into it is so worth it once you get up in the air and you're comfortable and oh, yeah. that's and, it, and it's not just me liking to be comfortable sitting in my lazy boy and all that <laughs> I'm not twiddling my feet I'm not twiddling my thumbs and because you get up there and you're fidgeting around uncomfortable deer gonna see you before yeah. you see them and you may think you're not you may think you're not seeing any deer yeah. well, no it's because the you're there they just saw you before you saw them yeah so that, that's kind of the thing of just me being comfortable actually makes me a more successful hunter because I'm I am dead still too yeah And that's that's also where the dual axis hang on stand shines um, is because for those of you not familiar, it's a it's called the dual axis because the seat actually locks into two different um, positions. So a horizontal position and a vertical position. And I got it set at like I think it's it's around 20 something inches for the seated position and then uh, 30-something inches for the standing position. It's basically got like a pommel-style rest, Um, so a secondary seat up in the standing position. So you can silently lock that thing up into the upward position. It locks into place, and then you can rest your rump on it, take all the weight off your knees. And I have shot a deer (laughs) probably because of that, because for the last 30 minutes of shooting light, I was just up on my feet, but I was comfortable because I had a weight off my knees. And sure enough, right at the last minute, I came in and, you know, all I had to do was just slightly lean forward and I was ready to shoot. Um, and again, that's just being ready, ready to shoot, but also comfortable at the same time.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's that dual you, access, you need to, you need to talk to the marketing team and Say, hey, guys, look, for the next dual axis promotion that we do, you need to throw rest your rump in there somewhere. That's probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I was holding back a laugh so hard. Um, But no, I mean, you're right. You know, and I'm saying this based off of what I've seen of it. I don't have one. I haven't used one. But looking at just how it works, it looks like the most comfortable, you know, hang on seat that I've probably ever seen. I mean, you know, cause that is one thing that I hear a lot from guys that I know that use them is, Oh man, the stand's great, but the seat sucks. And I'm not talking about the dual axis. I'm talking about just any other tree stand. Right. And that is, and I know I said this on the last episode, but y'all's the, the one thing that I really, really appreciate you guys do is you care about comfort and you're right about, you know, if you're comfortable, you're not going to be fidgeting. Dude, I I'm convinced that's one reason why I didn't kill trike because it was the second weekend of season. And, and I just wasn't, for some reason, I didn't feel, I mean, I was comfortable, but I wasn't like, you know, that comfy. And I, I mean, I also got buck fever, so I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that has something to do with it, but uh, they saw me and you know, it, it just, you guys, I feel like innovate on the things that a lot of other people don't where you know, these other companies and I'm not trying to bash them, but I'm just telling it like it is these other companies don't worry about comfort. They're all worried about weight. 20 pounds. is not that heavy. I mean, look at, look at like cam Haynes. He's walking up and down mountains with a freaking mule deer on his back. Yeah. All right. If you can't do 20 pounds, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they might need to leave those little debbies at home and start <laughs> working out, man. Um. All right. That's, so this- Sorry. Go ahead.
0: And that's one thing it, it it's, I don't like reading negative comments online, obviously, but when people are talking about too heavy, too heavy, well, yeah. I mean, the dual threat at 22 pounds, fully loaded or in the hand climber mode, only 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like the, the two things that we will, or the number one thing we are never going to sacrifice anything for safety and security. Like that is absolutely number one. And two, given the choice between, a little bit of weight or comfort of the stand some just we strive on comfort and uh it's shedding those ounces that is just not quite as
1: important i i don't think i yeah. i prefer to be to be more comfortable uh, yeah i mean you hear people talk about like and i'll refer back to my buddy in michigan man he he tried arguing like oh well it's a lot lighter and i'm like yeah but dude it, 20 pounds Compared to five, I mean, yeah, I get it, and that's fine, but twenty pounds ain't nothing. Really, it's not. You get yeah. used to it. So, I mean, when we went on public last year, I had my like full steel. I mean, this this old tree stand's gotta be twenty five pounds. And I'm walking a quarter mile in and then climbing, right? Like yeah. I'm sweating, just getting in the tree. But I see, I like that, and that's that's the whole reason that I only bow hunt is I like the challenge of bow hunting. And I like the challenge of walking in with a climber. It, I feel like people need to be challenged more these days, you know, and it's really not that big of a challenge. It's 20 pounds. So what? Big deal. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I'm stopping myself going down a rabbit hole and on a, on another rant. Cause I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> but um, Cool. Well, we covered the tree stand. So what else, what else is coming from summit in 24? I know that um y'all have a new seat that I believe I want to say it's like, is it reversible? Am I remembering right?
0: So, you know, I explained on the dual threat; it's got the um the additional buckles that allow you to sit the seat up higher. Yeah. We're calling that our, our dual position. Dual posi- uh, okay. seat. that's what I'm thinking of. So, and the other cool thing, and I didn't mention that the dual threat comes in a uh, mossy oak original bottomland camo. Yes, so we are offering. We're offering that, that same seat and a set of arm pads, um, as, as a separate option. And so that can be retrofitted on really any, uh, almost any summit climber you've got.
1: Gotcha. So, yeah. I wanted to bring that up because when I, so a lot of my buddies, and I know that we're partnering with Osseo, but I love the bottom land color, dude. It, it, my bow looks like that. I'll show you when we get off of here, it's bottom land riser and everything. Um, when I saw that I sent it to all my buddies I was like hey guys look I know you guys just got some new stands but all y'all love bottom land so sell your stands use our code save a little bit of money and then get you get you this new one and and they were all were like oh man maybe I might I'm like yeah okay well you know you're just gonna be missing out and then one of them was asking about the seat or something I I I told him just go check it out but yeah. So like, how did that come about? Did you guys partner up with them on that or what was, what was the um, process there? Yeah. I mean, we, we offer
0: different camos. Um, but most of our camos are, or Mossy Oak Country DNA is kind of our normal uh camo that we've got. We do have a Viper in, in real tree Timber that I think looks really good too. Um, But yeah, our, it was just, it's a special looking camo i i really like it um and it's just something special we wanted to do for for this particular stand cuz it and it I mean at ATA i know people were coming over there looking <laughs> they were noticing the camo first and then they were noticing the the front bar of the yeah. dual threat and looking at the functionality but I mean that it was it was popping out at them so it it caught a lot of eyes for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like that pattern is just one that it's timeless, dude. You know, like what what they did with that and the amount of different companies I'll see like if I go to Bass Pro or if I go to Academy or even Walmart these days, man, and you see like they're trying to make something similar. Yeah. But you just you just can't, you know? You can't beat the OG um bottom line. So it, I, I was excited when I saw that just purely off of aesthetics. Cause I'm like, that's, that's one of my favorite patterns right there. Um. So what else is coming from summit, man? What else is, are you, are you guys dropping anything else this year? Is there stuff in the works? I know there's, it never stops. I'm sure there's a lot more coming out, but yeah. What, yeah, uh, what can you talk about? <laughs> yeah. I'm already, I'm, I
0: can't talk about the stuff that I'm, I'm working on right now and prototyping right now, but, uh, we did, we released one more product. Um, and it was the, the element safety harness. So okay, we've got our pro series, enough. sport series, and now the element series. And it, it's more of a, um, an economical lightweight, uh, version of kind of the sport, uh, series. And it, it really is. It's full with the strap, and everything it's under two pounds so oh. one, once you get it on it is it's like it's not not even there <laughs> um but it it is uh really the same summit security and comfort
1: but at, at a little bit uh, lower price gotcha yeah dude that's awesome i need i honestly need to upgrade my harness because i had a so this is a totally kind of unrelated question this is just a person me as a person who doesn't know anything um when in the event that somebody falls out of their tree stand how do those how do those harnesses work where you're not like cutting circulation off from your legs because i had a conversation about this with a guy recently and he was like um we were talking about like how it worked one day i was up in like a 40 foot boom lift and had no harness on he's like oh man we got to be careful with those because you know they cut the circulation off and i'm like well my tree stand harness doesn't really do that but I mean, like, what what's the whole idea behind that, really?
0: Yeah. So it, there's two things that re- so it it arrests your fall in the event of a fall, and so your your tether um, it's it's a dorsal attachment. So right behind your shoulder blades, uh, that tether has shock shock absorbing um, method. There's different ways to do it. Uh, but really sewn in energy loops is one way that it's a, absorbing the shock of your fall. Exactly. So, and you've got, you know, it's, it spreads that force all over your body as well as those breakaway energy absorption loops arrest your fall. So you've now in the event of a fall have fallen um, and the harness actually takes the shock of the, mm, the yeah. within the harness itself. So that preserves, you know, force to your body. And there's, there's limits um, within the testing standards of how much that force can actually be. So the harness is designed so that if you fall, you fall within a certain amount of force uh, that's seen on the body. Um, and then after you fall, if in the event that you're unable to recover, and I will say, so you're also they're designed in such a way that you can only fall uh, a certain distance. It's usually 24 inch drop. And uh, that is in mind to uh, allow you to self-recover. Okay. So get back to your steps, get back to your ladder, get back to your climber platforms. Um, In the event that you're unable to self-recover, there actually is what's called an SRS or a, uh, suspension relief strap. And that is required on all, um, all full body fall arrest harnesses and <laughs> get really into the weeds. It, there's a ASTM, uh, two, three, three, seven testing standard that I said on the committee for, um, uh, but we, with that, it's required to have a, a strap mm-hmm. and, um, with that strap it's required to support your body weight so like for example on ours it attaches to your belt um and you tie it to your other lineman's loop belt and you're actually able to like picture a big or a small jump rope that's shorter than your legs and you're able to stand up on it oh so, wow. So that relieves all the pressure from the harness to your thighs. Yeah. Um, and now you're standing up and you get all, uh, you should be able to resume all blood circulation to your lower extremities. So suspension relief strap. So that's all, it's all part of, um, uh, relieving that suspension trauma, um, and you're able to like push your legs against the tree there's different types of methods but all and i think it was 2009 when this was actually implemented that all hunting fall arrest systems should have a srs suspension release strap with them hmm. so you should know how that works um before you before you climb in a tree always wear your harness always stay connected to the tree from the time you leave the ground till you get back um You know, none of this not being connected while you climb, climbing and descent, you want to be connected that whole time as well as the duration of your hunt. But yeah, suspension relief trauma, if you hear that, it's just, that's outdated. Like these, these harnesses are designed to be safe. Um, Even in the event that you cannot self-recover, they've got means to allow you to stand up and take the weight off your legs. You don't lose your legs. (laughs)
1: that's great dude i'm my mind's blown i had no idea i had absolutely see again summit just caring about comfort man let's yeah. see y'all should do an ad that says summit tree stands comfort yeah. <laughs> just, i'm kidding um man you made me think of something okay so obviously i use a climber i don't have any hang-ons or anything like that um what do you do? Because I, I caught myself doing probably something really stupid um this year, but I didn't I had no other way of really going about it. When I would climb up the tree and I would climb down the tree in my climber. Um I had the tree strap connected, right? And cause I would change trees all the time. So I couldn't have one of those like you know safety ropes up there. Um what do you do to stay connected to the tree at all times? Because what I was doing. Is like I'd get in the tree, get up about eight foot, put the strap on, connect it. I'd get it up as high as I could, tighten it down and then climb up to where the straps, you know, chest level. And then I'd jump on the stand, make sure everything's tight and then adjust it and go up. I mean, do you guys, do you have any sort of advice for maybe the guys like me who are doing that? Or is there something that y'all have that sort of helps the regular guy be connected to the tree without the safety rope
0: yeah and climbers really don't lend themselves to the 30 foot safety ropes either that that's really more of a hang on that's uh, what i was thinking pre, pre-installed structure because for it to be 30 foot up you got to be it not 30 foot but for it it's 30 foot long for it to be up there you have to have been up there already exactly. and the beauty the beauty of climbers is one thing you can walk in day of never climb that tree before and yep. you can go straight up it. Um, I just use a regular eight foot safety rope. As soon as I get in, uh, the stand connect to the tree. And I, I just slide it up with me as I go. Okay. Um, uh, and one thing with that, you never want it to get too far down because that is your acre anchor, anchor point in the event of a fall. So again, self-recovery um you know as the higher it is the quicker it grabs you and the you know the less amount that you fall so it's much easier to to self-recover if you don't fall very far
1: yeah um so
0: yeah i usually just eye level and then back up so about every two steps that i do And, and another thing with climbing like big giant steps and going as fast as you can to me that just makes more noise it's less controlled it's more of a slow as smooth smooth as fast yeah kind of deal and i've uh i've gotten to where i'll take nice controlled shorter steps but i'm i know i'm getting up there quick enough and quiet enough um and that and that's one where i'm just walking that safety rope up with me and i mean it's sometimes a a pine tree or something will be trying to grab on it but i mean it ain't it ain't that hard to to walk it up with you either and it it certainly ain't worth the risks of not having not not using one i mean it i just could not imagine using one
1: without without being connected well i got a story for you um my first year hunting out of it like honestly, first year hunting, I believe it was. It was either that or the second year. I want to say it was my first, though. I had this old climber that the previous guy. So there used to be my very first spot that I would hunt was my in-laws place. And they had a family friend who used to hunt there. And he quit. Like, he stopped hunting there. But he left his old tree stand. So I asked them, I was like, hey, what do you think? You know, can I use this? Like, yeah, go ahead. He's not going to come back for it. I forget. I want to say it was like an old wasn't xop um what's the brand that has the chain you know what i'm talking about uh probably api api that's what it was okay so it was an older api and i knew nothing about tree stand safety right no harness didn't even have a rope connecting the two pieces and so i'm climbing up this tree i know i know <laughs> hey man you gotta learn somehow
0: you Um, you know better, you know better now though. (laughs) I know much better now.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So at this point I'm deathly afraid of heights. Like I'd never been up in a tree like this. So 10 foot for me, felt like a hundred foot. So I'm climbing up this tree and I'm planning on hunting, you know, obviously got all my stuff together and I get right to my last, um, climb. I guess my last like little section that I'm gonna do, and there was no foot stirrups, and I've never so I have never used that bar to sit on and climb. I've always done like the dips. That's just the way that I I prefer to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it that way, and I'm I get the top part, you know, the top section all seated in, jump on, down on it tight, and I start bringing the bottom platform up, and it slips off my right foot. Now. Again, nothing's connecting these two. The seat in this old stand is like this—you know, inch and a half thick foam that would—I mean, it it held me, but it wasn't safe. And I still thank God to this day that I was able to catch that stand on my foot because if not, it would have felt however high I was, and I'd have been screwed. So, you made me think of that when you were talking about you want to have you know your harness on and all this other stuff because. I know guys that don't use them and I get mad at them every year. And I'm like, Hey, you're going to put your harness on? Like we'll be walking in and they don't, they aren't wearing it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like I know guys that'll hang hang ons without harnesses and they use the little tree spikes still. And I'm just like, y- you're just asking for it, man. So I've been trying Jake, I've been trying to get these guys to listen and, and they, they just don't they're stubborn old rednecks and I love them. But you made me think of it, man. It, it I had a little bit of a traumatic flashback just now. <laughs> yeah. And the,
0: the good news, like. And people like yourself that have had experiences, they know firsthand that a harness is mandatory, that 100 percent don't climb a tree without one. It, the good news, like the data that we've seen through surveys and things like harness use is is the norm like that is what's accepted out there um there's obviously stubborn (laughs) people out there that they're gonna be the outliers but uh the normal um use out there is people are using their harnesses so
1: well i know that like our public land that we have even has a regulation that if you're in a tree you need to have a harness yeah and what's crazy is i know guys that go hunt that same property with me and they don't wear them and i mean i ran into my first uh game warden the first time this year you know it was a quota hunt he was just checking licenses or whatever making sure everyone's got orange on and i just thought about him like man my buddy is 700 yards this way with no harness he's probably not wearing his orange it's not that hard like, dude, you've got three kids. Why aren't you wearing a harness? And he just doesn't do it. So I don't know. I am gonna I feel the need to like do a big push for all those guys that don't wear them. Cause I mean, I heard a story, Seek One had a guy on their podcast and their videos where the dude was I mean, he he had his harness on. He was <coughs> going up his uh his sticks, he got on the platform and the platform shifted and he fell. And he was in the woods for two days with a broken back, bleeding out, all this stuff. And I just was like, that right there is why everyone should wear it. So I don't know, man. I don't mean to go on a rant, but it's it's just it's important. So Yeah, I mean,
0: if if, you're, if you if your rant convince one person to start wearing their harnesses, then it's worth it. So yeah, I mean I agree. You're you're preaching to the choir here. I know. <laughs>
1: I know I'm thinking while I'm saying I'm like man Jake's probably like dude shut up Uh, I know this stuff man
0: (laughs) and I mean obviously we make harnesses too I ain't trying to sell harnesses I'm just you know I just want people to be safe it's part of it and you know harness comes with every stand we sell like just
1: wear them (laughs) yeah Yeah. so before we wrap this up I have one question for you Mm -hmm. and I'm very interested on your response because don't i don't know what to expect but is summit ever going to come out with a saddle
0: so like in it goes in with what i just said so every stand that we sell comes with a harness and those are fall arrest harnesses Mm -hmm. and um part of the standards that we adhere to um, through the ASTM organization and just as the industry as a whole with uh tree stand specifically, you have to include a fall arrest harness. And most saddles don't arrest a fall. They prevent you, they're a fall restraint yeah, type, type device. Basically a tether. Right where a harness itself uh, catches you in the event of a fall it it's not holding you up there it it is a whole different device that catches you in the event of a fall yeah. so we are not I and mean, i we are not going to go away from the industry standards that say you have to have a fall arrest harness mm-hmm. saddles not being um, a fall arrest device immediately just throws that out
1: Not happening. This is why I love you guys because tree stand company through and through, man. <laughs> and I it's, love it. That's awesome, dude. Um, well, look, man, I don't want to hold you too long. Um, I think, didn't you say earlier that you didn't eat, you didn't get to eat dinner yet or you already ate dinner.
0: I had, I had scarfed some down where, are okay. uh, we're probably doing bedtime. I'm surprised I don't hear stomping upstairs. I've, I've literally been here. <laughs> I hear my dogs
1: barking. I hear the cats playing around. My wife and kid are upstairs doing God knows what. They're probably still watching My Little Pony, to be honest with you, man. Um, Awesome, dude. Well, look, keep me updated on um, everything that's happening as far as like the stuff, you know, you can't talk about. Um, We can sign an NDA, whatever we need to do. If I need to send you my fingerprints, my social, whatever we got to do. No, all joking aside, man, I, I am very, very thankful to first off be working with you guys because we've been i think you guys came on as literally the first no it was the second second company to partner up with us and I, I mean this past year and a month or a year or whatever has been awesome like it's great knowing you guys and i really appreciate the tree stand mm-hmm. i'm gonna use the hell out of it i'll probably yeah. get all the accessories for it and I, I need to go on tonight and look at everything that that can go with it. Cause you know, I've, I've been so wrapped up in my arrow build and my new bow that I'm just, that's kind of what my focus has been on lately, but I'm going to look at all that stuff tonight and see what I would use. And um, well, I'll just tell you, so my setup this year was
0: dual threat and then the ultimate hook okay. is what I use for. And I got, I kind of got pushed into a little bit different area this bottom area where the wind swirls a lot. So I broke down and bought an Ozonics unit. So before I was really streamlined going in, but now I'm carrying a backpack. Um, so I put my backpack, my quiver on the hook. Okay. And then um, I've got my fast track bow holder or deer and rifle season. Like last year I bow hunted all year. This year I want to put something on the ground. I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I, I switched <laughs> over to rifle. Uh, at least I did do it with my, yeah, <laughs> my iron side sleeve rack, but I switched over. And so I've got my, um, backpack on one side or my rifle holders on the other. So that's kind of my basic setup. And if I'm not hiking in a bunch, I'll throw on, um, our universal footrest We came out with last year. I really like that. Um, and then also our, our, uh, universal backpack system is an upgrade to the backpack straps that come with the stand Mm -hmm. it's it is pretty killer too so that yeah there's a million other accessories we got but that right there is what i used and it's uh
1: i would recommend that highly recommend got it all right well i guess i know what i'm gonna be using (laughs) awesome man well like i said thank you for just everything um y'all y'all are amazing i i'm i always get so excited when like i get the email from hannah and it's all the promotion stuff i'm like all right what do i get to work on this time like yeah. it's it's a lot of fun dude um but yeah man we're, we're definitely going to do this again um as more things start coming out and like i said if i need to sign an nda or fingerprint <laughs> social whatever you need um yeah i i really appreciate this dude seriously like i i've wanted to do this you know for the past two or three months and i'm just really happy we finally got you back on so i don't know i think we should make this like an annual thing you know maybe two times a year we'll talk about some of the new stuff that drops later this year if there is anything um you know anything that comes out at ata i I just i just want to cover it man i just want to talk about whatever y'all have that yeah these guys can hopefully i
0: got hopefully i got deer stories and product to talk about so i'm sure you'll <laughs> if have if some. i do it it's a
1: good year <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure you'll have some maybe maybe some kills maybe some no kills I, it happens man you never know what's gonna happen so yeah awesome jake well I appreciate it buddy yeah awesome thank you for listening to this episode of southeastern bow If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five star review. It really helps out. And you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God without him. I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.